Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 32. In this episode, my friends and I talk about the Christian life and prayer, specifically feeling disappointed when you don't get what you pray for and how we're supposed to work through that, how we're supposed to work through the feelings of being far from God and uh, the tools that God gives us to work through that space. So if that sounds interesting to you, give it a listen. And I hope you enjoy. Good evening. Good evening, Tyler. Good evening. How's everyone doing? <coughs> Sorry. Um, I'm doing good. Stay banned. <laughs> we are still, still banned. Stay banned. Oh, man. From uh, League of yeah, Warcraft? League of Warcraft. It's League of Extraordinary Challenge. Have you, <laughs> so like, great. has any recourse happened? What me? Like, oh, did I, you reach out? Yeah, I reached out. Yeah, you? I actually talked to someone from the uh, Y employee one on one. I talked to him, asked him, like, why well, was it something that happened three years ago? Um, coming back to me today, and he said, oh, because you played in the tournament, you were representing Wyatt, and you broke, like, they call it the Summoner's Code. And we need to do that. Um, we need to enforce it now before, like, other people find out. I was like, but no one's gonna find out because you guys don't only book me to I find out the people who work there. That's you guys. So yeah, what is it? Well, and the millions of people who listen to this podcast <laughs> will now know that uh, Riot is serious about people who breach the summoners. Code. What's yeah. this? Is is that so, like a class in the game? Or? No, summoners is like uh, so when you play the game, you're known as a summoner. <clears throat> you something like you're playing as a champion. Got it. Yeah. So which uh, which code or item did you? No, you don't have to say. Well, I don't. I don't think you want to say on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was the thing about yeah. yeah. Okay. I still don't know what you're talking about. Um. <laughs> well, man. So does it seem like that account is just? No, no. I, I get it back. Uh, this I get it back Friday. Oh, uh, man. That's kind of. I'm kind of sad because you had said that if you were banned that you might just give up yeah, video games. Totally and I was really looking forward to that. Or yeah, at least but, give up League of Legends. Yeah. You probably would not have given up yeah. all of but the theory. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that uh, it's been a hard time on me. <laughs> it hasn't. Yeah. It has. <laughs> You've had withdrawals. But that could be for a lot of things that you know, I think about. True. Yeah. Eric, how are you? So I, when I arrived, I was naturally disappointed because mm. my team, my boys in blue, were knocked wow. out. Um, but the Dodgers, the Dodgers, <laughs> what? But um, like how do you get knocked out if you're a Dodger? Like if you dodge, how they know what team? Hmm? What team? France. Um, but you know, they like, play baseball. <sighs> France doesn't have baseball. I think most countries don't because they realize what a waste of time. They yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so yeah, France was beaten by my boys in red, I'm going to assume, because their flag is red and white. No, they, the were, they Swiss, were in white. My boys in white. White power. Uh, David. Come well, on, David. David. David, why would you say Travis, white power? Travis. I'm talking about, well, you said blue power. I, did, I, I will I, definitely edit that power. in. You get it. So, like, when no, I'm speaking, it's just going to be your voice going, blue power. Yeah. It's got <laughs> a really obvious cut. And We all know what you meant. Yeah, is that the shirts? Well, uh, shirtsies, jerseys, jerseys, yeah, jerseys. 
Um, half shirt, half jersey. Yeah, uh, so they won by a point, a penalty, which is yeah. like a lot in soccer. Yeah. No. Right? Yeah, a point. For one point, it's a, one point a, is a deal lot of points. You don't. They didn't win by points. It's they, uh, right, they penalty. They won by a penalty kick. I want to consider that. What was the final score? 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. But so that's that's what it goes down yeah. to. It's like they this will count as three goals for Switzerland and three mm-hmm. goals for France. You don't get an extra goal for a penalty. Penalty is just like a thing that you do that obviously is kicking the ball in it. But like those, so it gives you an advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. like you won penalties, and you know, I, I mean, I was disappointed, but it's like Switzerland haven't really won anything, and like this is a big moment in their. Mm-hmm. History, you know, because they've never beaten France. Like, wasn't it like Croatia won the World Cup? No, they won the finals. Uh, France. And France beat them. Yeah. So the thing is, like, mm. one day it's you that's on top, on top, and and but you never think about sometimes the millions of people who are are weeping, you know, and then mm. the other day it's it's you that's kind of weeping. So mm. like, I'm okay with it, you know. Like, I'm glad that. You you showed the picture of the guy with who was like about to cry and then he has a shirt off because he's elated and it's like mm. everybody man. everybody's yeah. in that boat. Eight. Well, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I don't watch sports. Yeah. But, well, that's uh, interesting. I just can't imagine the idea of being so elated to use your word over you know guy kicking a ball. Eight point six million people were happy. That was a joke. I think soccer is culturally significant, <laughs> and people who find it interesting have their reasons. Yeah, I but but that. I also realize it's not very and and i think a lot of people in this year would realize that because you know we had someone almost die and uh, mm. christian erickson it's like is it's called the euro yeah or the gyro <laughs> yeah as soon as i saw you smile like he's got something <laughs> up his sleep um but yeah like you realize there are more important things and there are like this isn't the most important thing it's just one of those things that's obviously for entertainment but also it's like you get to be part of if there's good times, you get to be really, you know, it's really fun to be part of it. And if it's bad times, it's like, and I know for like, especially my dad, he really hates it when they lose. So, but I'm trying to like cheer him up and be like, look, a couple of years ago we were celebrating because they were world champ, and they still technically are world champions. It's like, mm-hmm. we lose today. Switzerland not considered part of the world because yeah. they're not in the EU or the GY. Are they not? Are they not really? They're not part of the EU. I respect them for that. Yeah, they're part of the what's called the I think it's the Schengen area, the Schengen area. I don't know if you're it actually this. is okay. a word that's like that, which means that I I think that means that you can travel. You know how you can travel uh, among okay. all the EU countries without having to show your passport. Like you could just walk from France to Belgium to Netherlands yeah, to Germany. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could do. I think you can do the same thing going through Switzerland. But they don't pay EU dues and they don't have to follow EU protocol. And I think Norway is like that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm very in favor of uh, Switzerland. Are they all, so are they not also <clears throat> part of NATO? Ooh, that's a good... I think they are. I'm hmm. pretty sure they are part of NATO. They're not part of the EU. They are part of the Eurozone or the Gyrozone. The Gyrozone. Uh, the Twilight Zone. I don't know. Google all this stuff. Please do yeah. not take any of what I say as authoritative. But yeah. another thing I'm really interesting about this, like thing about the game, is that so uh, Switzerland was one zero, 
That's a big deal. Like, and they almost were two. Yeah. Know? And then we save a penalty. Right. So they wow. sell the penalty. But here's the crazy part. So <laughs> France, <laughs> you like took that penalty and saved it for later? So France, No, we baptized. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> do you believe in baptismal regeneration of goals? When it comes to, to the goal, okay. the balls. Yeah. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. So France um, not only tied the game, but they were also up a point within like three, two minutes of the penalty. Okay. Yes. They had the ball. And then the, they yeah. scored a goal. And then they, like, two minutes later, they scored another goal. They scored wow. another goal. I'm going crazy. Then Pogba scores one of the another, best goals. So three one. And then and I'm like, okay, so here we go. Then they come, they make it three two, and I was like, man, this is exactly what happened to Spain earlier today. So I'm not going to be surprised if it goes three three. I felt like there might have been a foul, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day it was three three. Then you you do the extra time. We're close to scoring. Oh, before the game even went to extra time. Uh, Coman, who's a French player, he almost put in a fourth. Remember, he hit yeah. the post. So close. But so at the end of the day, it's like such fine margins. And mm. I was up, I was down, and disappointed. Yeah, like, I also, I was like Switzerland, they didn't give up. Like 3 1. Like last year, I played. You, you, you can't they give just, up. Dang. It's called 2 0. Yeah. I gotta say, the only thing more interesting to me than soccer, other than like everything else in the universe, is listening to people talk about soccer. Mm. It's like all of the. You know, excitement and uh, this, yeah. turmoil of a three-hour game will boil down into the last eight minutes and fifty-seven seconds. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know if it also has prevented wars. You know, like we'll just duke it out, and because I feel like some people take it like that far, where it's like it's oh, national yeah. pride. The uh, the Balkans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they also go to war though. Yeah, they do. So, but like, but, there is a lot of pride in it. I also felt like in Europe, especially. Now, I don't want to say that much, too much in the Golden Cup. But I feel like it's Europe. Maybe. And South America. Yeah, but I'm saying what well, I'm going into like Europe specifically. I've noticed this, and I think most of the games I've watched, the sportsmanship is amazing. Like, they're yeah. so, like, hmm. they can like, we yell at each other, then they just help each other get up. Does North really Korea have a soccer team? Yes. Yeah. Wow. They went to the World Cup in wow, 2010. Wow. This is really funny. They lost to Brazil 2-1. to one, But... In North Korea, they broadcast it as a win, and they just kept showing the goal they scored. <laughs> wow! North Korea wins seventeen to zero against oh my Brazil. goodness, mm. it's so funny. Yeah. Anyways, there's so, yeah. going to be another Euro in three years. There's going to be another World Cup in less than two, like a year and a half. Yeah. And, and we all pray. We all pray. Huh? Oh, huh? Well, yeah. That exactly. Switzerland wins that one as well. Hey, so wait, is that like who? What bracket are we in? You have to play Spain next. And is that it? No, no, that's the, that'll be the quarterfinals. There's eight teams left. Then there'll be four, and then two. two. The final. Then like, after and then that, after two, just one. Yeah. And also, I think then next is there like a the uh, Golden Cup, mm-hmm. right? Next week? Gold Cup. Yeah. Uh, might be next week. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. America. USA. Yeah. USA. Is it like state by state? That would be interesting. No. Have every state sponsor be cool. a soccer team, but. Yeah, but like Mississippi. Who do you think would win? Oh, Texas. Uh, just because that's, that's where a lot of athletes, I feel like, come from. Like, play people play. I'd say Florida. I would really? say Florida. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of Latins. Yeah, that's true. A lot of Brazilian specific. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a lot of countries here that play soccer. Even the Caribbean. Yeah, mm-hmm. we play soccer. But, if Puerto Rico became a state, they might win. No, they don't, like, they don't play soccer. Okay. They play baseball. They're good at baseball. But yeah. Puerto Rico, they're, um, no, it's Costa Rica. That's in it. That's good. Yeah, Costa Rica. Yeah. 
Anyways. So, Do you uh, want to say how you're feeling, doing? Nah, I don't want to okay. say how I'm feeling. All right. Um, you're being serious, right? Yeah. Such a jerk. <laughs> what? Like, I'm being serious. I, yeah, I, I mean, just, I'll talk about it off the record. Okay, okay, okay. I Maybe just, no, I just wanted the to give you the chance. Yeah, yeah. Not, not bad. Like, I'm not okay. feeling bad. It's just, I don't, I don't have anything interesting to say, which I know is also true for you guys, but I just don't want to, you know talk about uninteresting things for now anyway uh yeah so you guys had a topic that you're interested in hashing out there's really two things two things first of which so is soccer is disappointment disappointment and and then also how prayer relates to that and i believe specifically uh talking about disappointment and like if you believe in the sovereignty of god and you pray and you go, okay, well, I prayed and it didn't happen, and so it must not have been part of God's sovereign will yeah. to happen. So why did I bother praying? And I just feel yeah, like what's what's the point of praying? Which David, yeah. you are not a Calvinist, right? I'm not. A Calvinist. You're an Armenian. He's a Calvinist in Prague. <laughs> um, well, like, do you want to start it? Like, what, why I think people should pray, or like why I think what prayer is? Go for it. Let's just have a combo. Uh, so. I feel like you should start this. I mean, it'll, it'll make do you want me to start? Huh. <laughs> sure. I feel like you should start. <laughs> it would make more sense as we get along. But I think for me, my opinion on prayer is like, what's, what's the point of praying? I think it shows a, uh, maybe it might be a good word for it, but like a submission to God. You're going mm-hmm. to God and you're being submissive to Him. Yeah. You're asking Him for stuff. You're asking for Him. You're asking for His first. Like, help me. Um, yeah, I think it's very, I think that's what the point of prayer is. Is that you're being? It shows a sign of you're being submissive. Um, you're looking up, you're praying for him. You're asking for his help. You're asking for his mercy. You're asking, even thankful, thankful, uh, thanking him. Um, so I, I think prayer is a type of submissive, being submissive to God, <laughs> and realizing that He's this Almighty God, and that you, yeah. you don't even deserve that. You should be mm-hmm. lucky enough. That God gave us the option to pray to Him, and so you guys have already been talking about this for a couple hours. By the time I kind of came into the mix, um, and I guess just to add, what I feel like is maybe the most important thing that I have to say on it is just like I pray. My main reason for praying is because God told me to, mm-hmm. and I want to be obedient. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm being submissive. I'm. It's like God, this situation seems hopeless. I feel like it's a 99 out of 100 shot that things are not going to go the way that I want them to go, but you told me to ask, and so I'm asking, and you know what? 99 times out of 100, it just goes that way, and it's like there does there is a felt futility there, but it's like, okay, so then what was the point of me praying? And then you know you get into what I'm sure we'll wind up talking about later, which is you know prayer. You can say that part of prayer is you're trying to change the outcome, change the external circumstances, but you're also, like, prayer aims at changing the prayer, like, the one who prays, so. That's good way of putting it. Yeah, so, um, I do, I do believe, especially when you view as the Jews viewed God, and uh, certainly as Christians, um, it might be more difficult for us in modern day, because we don't have, like, monarchies and things like that, but Mm. you had to request 
the king for pretty mm -hmm. much anything and everything. And I see that in scripture. I see the, the point in, in submitting that way. But for me, it's like, why then is it just not an exercise of submission? And, and like, because mm -hmm. I could just ask and not really care mm -hmm. and not even really believe. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, the point is just because you told me to and I'm submitting to you as a king, but I'm not going to get my emotions tied mm -hmm. up with this. And so, like, is that okay, or is that not what the Bible is talking about? Because that's that's where I really feel the futility lies in. It's like you're you're wanting me to become vulnerable, mm. and like you know, you, you feel like pick a desired outcome. Yeah, like put my chips on black or red. Yeah, uh, but like you're you're gonna feel like kind of like a piece of wood adrift at sea. Mm, yeah, know? that's a good way of putting it. And it's like, hey, I could just go along for the ride and just trust no matter what happens, like you're there. But now if I ask, now there's this expectation there. Yeah. Now it's like this pleading. And so like the the disappointment comes in further. I think it grows yeah. it's deeper. Yeah, I, I've felt more disappointed because I have prayed yeah. at times. And I mean, I think it's also like, I guess we're still in the beginning of this conversation. It's important to note that prayer is more than just asking for things. Yeah. You know, so I've around the time I guess I was in college, I heard someone say the ACTS thing, mm -hmm. A-C-T-S, and still like here I am a decade or more later, and I still use that as like my pattern mm -hmm. for how I pray. So you have adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So adoration, just praising God for who he is. Uh, confession, like bringing your sin to the forefront of your mind and, and you know, laying it before the throne and, and um, just kind of basking in God's goodness and his forgiveness of you and, and thinking about the cross and how that's um, brought about forgiveness. Uh, you have Thanksgiving, which is, you know, obviously we have so many things to be thankful for. And then at the end, there are things that I'm going to pray about. And so that's, you know, that's when I'm going to do my supplicating and my my asking for things. But And like we're going through the Psalms right now at church. And so it's like, okay, what do we see in the Psalms with regard to prayer? Okay, we see adoration. We see confession. We see Thanksgiving. and But we do see a lot of... God, you know, do this to my enemies or do this to my children or, or for my children. Do this, you know, for Israel. Do this to the, to our, you know, those who are castigating us or whatever. Um, and then, honestly, like, look at Israel and look what wound up happening to them. Like, they had worse and worse and worse kings and then eventually they were um, conquered, you know, by the Assyrians, the Babylonians. The Babylonians were conquered by the Persians. The Persians send them home, but they're still a vassal state. The Greeks conquer the Persians. The Romans conquer the Greeks. And it's like Israel is just kind of this thing. You know, like they're they're a, a toy to be used and abused and taxed and exploited by whoever's really in charge. And then it's like, okay, so did God answer the prayers of David or, you know, the sons of Asaph or whoever wrote a particular psalm? when they're asking for the vindication of Israel. And it's like, okay, yes. And I think that that calls to where the scriptures say that all of the promises of God have their yes and their amen in Jesus. And the fact that like in having Christ, we have everything that we need. And like, 
okay, so I've done the theology, but man, when you really like that girl and you're praying that she would like you back and, and she doesn't, you know, or, or she did, but then, you know, she moved away and you tried to make it work long distance, you know, just whatever it is. Like it just, uh, it, I won't say that the theology doesn't help because it really does. It helps you to be able to process those sorts of things, but it doesn't help in what feels like an ultimate sense. Yeah. So. Um, cause like even for myself, I feel like, um, I've been able to be more accustomed with disappointment through a mm-hmm. life like mm-hmm. now than when I was much, much younger. Um, I'm not like lashing out at God or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause like, like I recognize like this is a bigger world than just me. There's 7 billion people, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes they got to get their time in the sun, not just me, you know, it's, it'd be selfish. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I get all that. The, I guess the problem is, um, it's, it's like, man, I could live my life just knowing that all the promises of God are going to be fulfilled and have been fulfilled in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I could just live in submission by just obeying. Mm-hmm. But why do I have to open up myself now mm-hmm. and seek for help and not end up getting it? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, it messes with your mind, you know, mm-hmm. like I've, I've had the thoughts like, were any of my prayers answered or was it just coincidence that I just pray for it mm-hmm. and it happened? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, I don't want to complain because my prayers aren't answered because it's obviously out of grace. And it's like, mm-hmm. now I was thinking the, the other day, like, um, you know, I can't complain about my circumstances. Like, why? Why? Why don't I have as much money as other people or maybe why don't I have a family or something mm-hmm. like that? And it's like, but then, you know, someone can look at me and be yeah. like, hey, this guy has Crohn's and I have Crohn's, but this guy doesn't have to have surgery and have parts of his intestines mm-hmm. removed. Yeah. I do. Like, and the, like I've almost died. He has. And it's like, or just specifically with wealth, thinking about yeah. like the fact, like, I wonder what percentile you're in for wealthiest human beings. Like, you're and definitely in the top 10. Dude, I'm living better than kings back in. Well, Jesus yeah, but I'm day. saying of people alive today. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, today. I, and I not not to like take solace in that. Well, at least I'm doing better than ninety percent of the people no. on the planet. But it's like, man, even we complain, mm-hmm. and like there are, there are so many people around the world who would look at us and be like, "You're the one percent, dude." Like, mm-hmm. and you're gonna yeah. complain that you're not the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. You know, like you're living in America, you have like air conditioning and heat and cars and so many changes of shoes and clothes and you, get like to, you have family that loves you yeah. and like a community and friends and and like clean drinking water, mm-hmm. like access to medical care, like and we still find things to be complaining about. Yeah, to complain about. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. You want to be striving forward yeah. for your own betterment and the betterment of those that you have an influence on or an impact on. But yeah. The, the, the harder ones for me, though, I guess disappointment's like, I'll take this one on the chin. Uh, it'll come in waves. I know mm-hmm. that I'll feel really bad about it, and then later on I'll be like, okay. But, like, it's it's when it's, I guess you think about it as the more important stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like, that person <clears throat> I was praying for to be healed of something mm-hmm. ended up dying yeah. or praying for this person to yeah. be saved, and kind of, they either end up dying in their sins or you just see them get worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why not those? Like, I get yeah, like, yeah. okay, you didn't want to give me a car because that's that's a luxury, not necessarily a necessity, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. And it's like, but 
but this is for salvation. This is for yeah. people. You know, specifically that one. And yeah. you know, we've been going through a uh, incident. You know, having to do with that and and losing a loved one and praying for their salvation. And it's seeming like right up to the end, the person just really was not interested. And it's like God, how? Well, okay. So you go, God. How will you be glorified in this? And then you go, okay, well, I, I get it. Like, I'm a theologian, and so I get that God is ultimately glorified even in, you know, the, the death of the wicked. Um, but it's still, it's like, well, the, I feel like if there's any prayer that I've ever prayed that, that, for lack of a better word, deserves answering, it would be that one. And for everything else, I, I feel like uh, I can... There's a quote, I forget who it was attributed to, but Greg used it in uh, church a few weeks ago. And he said, like, God always gives you what you would have asked for if you knew everything that he knew. And I'm like, okay, I, I for Lyme disease, Crohn's disease, amputation, even like loss of a loved one, for all that, it's like I can, you know, pain is still pain, but you can kind of wrap your mind around it. But then it's like, okay, this is a person who forever will be apart from the love of God. And they'll never, um, they'll never experience reconciliation with him. Yeah. It's like, man, that's... But we also know that that's not how God has desired it to be, that we would know. And honestly, if I knew... Wait, say that again? Desired it to be. That's not how God has desired it to be? Uh, I'm going to explain what Yeah, okay. Um, like, aren't you a Calvinist? Yeah, no, I, I get what you. Um, that, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, that we would know everything that God knows. Mm -hmm. and, oh yeah, you know the secret saying? will of God. Yeah, and it's like, well, one, I don't know if I even pray because I know like God is in. Like, okay, I don't have to pray. Yeah, but that's not how it is. We don't know, and then we're also commanded to pray, and it's mm -hmm. like, like, look, you know, <laughs> praying for France to win today. I'm like, look, <laughs> I know this isn't that important. Yeah, uh, I'm also not gonna not pray because if I get an invitation from the deity of this world that's <laughs> yeah. like come and request of me it's like I will request everything yeah because I always go back to the story um I know Elisha was the prophet but I don't remember who was the king and he only put like six arrows on the ground or he put three arrows on the oh, ground oh yeah I know what and Elisha like, said you should have put six, six. yeah <laughs> and so I'm like don't leave don't leave anything out yeah. <laughs> so um that that's just yeah, oh. it's like ask, ask boldly, and you come before the throne boldly. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, but so yeah, that's what I try to do, but then it leaves you open. Yeah, and it's like it leaves you open to disappointment. It's like, but I could have just taken the loss today. I still would have been disappointed, but I would have been. It's just like I could just concentrate on like, that's well, not what God wanted. Yeah, right. Instead of like, reach your hand out to me, and maybe I'll grab it. And this is the cynic. The, the cynic yeah. inside of me yeah. that's like, no, I get well, it. this is just scratching a lot of ticket. Mm. That's what I feel like. I know that's not the case, right? Mm -hmm. But let, let me, if I can share something, okay? Because the reason this is really coming to to my, to, uh, that I wanted to talk about this is, okay, okay so I have been struggling with prayer for a long time. Mm -hmm. But um, I was at... Would you say you've been struggling with it since you became Reformed? Okay. It, it, so things, more short term than that. Yeah. Got like it. Certain things okay. happen and then it started making like the questions coming back. Okay. But um, I went to Miguel's church. Okay. We're, we're talking about uh, James 5 and then it talks about prayer. The, the prayer anointing? of the righteous man. Yeah. The oh, anointing. okay. Remember yeah. the prayer of the righteous man can accomplish much and 
uh, that's like mm. the, the first of it. And I'm like, now I'm starting to think because I'm talking to Sam because uh, we went together. And I'm like, Sam, like he says that. And this guy, the pastor there said that he's witnessed these things. But I'm like, why is it really happening? I mean, maybe the guy is really, but like, this is just coming back in my mind. Like, how does this whole freaking work? And then I went next, the next Sunday, I was at my friend's house, Fort Pierce. That night I just wanted to pray because I, I had that mm. in my mind. And then I was like, but God, you know, I really felt like all you've been, that you showed me through everything is just like, my prayers don't really matter. I don't really matter that much. And maybe I ought to just, I don't know, limit my prayers so I guess bigger things. Or like to thy will be done type phrases. Yeah, like I was like, I don't I don't think I should pray anymore. Your your supplication prayers. Like yeah. I still want to adore you, I still want yeah. to confess my sin, I still want to yeah, give like, thanks. None of that. But yeah. None of that. Because you're never I don't know how you're gonna be I mean maybe, but let's not. But that's not the kind of disappointment we're talking about mm -hmm. because you know, you say God is great. Like I said, I don't know how you're gonna get the disappointment right away mm -hmm. or something. But um but I was just really in the mindset of like, I should just not be praying anymore. And just maybe there's, there'll be instances in your life where there's just big things that do pray, but for mm -hmm. the most part, just cut it out. So that Sunday, you know, I'm at their church and then the guys, Philippians 4, let your prayers and requests be mm -hmm. uh, made known to God and um, the peace of Christ will be, mm -hmm. surpasses all understanding will guide your hearts. Um, and the guys just talking about how to bring that from here to here, like to really, like, mm -hmm. He wasn't just talking about emotionalism, but like to also attach it. Yeah, to experiential knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like to I'm assimilate like, to I'm that. Like, Freaking yeah. heck, man! Because I was just saying the opposite of this. Right. Now I would blow this off, but he is bringing up scripture. Yeah. So I'm face yeah. to face with scripture. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm trying to pray more and everything like that. And even uh, <laughs> yesterday, I was at CCC, and what are you guys are talking about in the Psalms? And it's yeah. prayer, praying when you're afraid. And mm -hmm. I got you know, and it's just like, so it's like been time and time again, it's being brought in the forefront, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know for what purpose, but it's like, I go through what I, I, I went through, let's just with France, but that's just like a small example, but just <laughs> other things that I've gone through or other things I will go through. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm asking these questions. Cause it's like, it seems like God is pushing that. Like, Hey, you need to work on this. You need to be praying. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, but then I'm pushing back and be like, yeah, but then you just not answer. And it's like, What's the deal with that? Yeah. Know? What's the deal? <laughs> well, I think one thing is like, okay, so um, maybe maybe the reason that God doesn't answer like some of your prayers is that maybe it's like, well, yeah, it's not in His will, but like also like, what are you gonna do after? Like, for instance, like my situation, um, like with my brother. He didn't answer that. So, like, what am I going to do afterwards? Mm -hmm. He didn't answer that, but what am, like, what am I going to do with that? How mm -hmm. am I, what am I going to learn from this? Mm -hmm. And I told you, um, I said, I think I have learned to love God even more and to realize, like, okay, so he didn't answer this prayer. So, and I was mad, I was upset, but then I was like, because I thought to myself, what, like, I did learn something from this. I learned that God is actually um, a lot more gracious um, he's a lot more loving than I would ever know mm. uh, just because uh, knowing that one um, like my life is not here on this earth like mm. I, I have a better life in the future um, and that if, if I mean, really that's like okay God is 
like he's such a grace for God. Like what? Like what? Seriously? Like what? An amazing love this is.、Mm. Like he did not have to do any of this, and he sent his own son to die, like for us, like people who maybe like tell God that he be hated him, didn't believe in him, and like、mm. blasphemy to God, and like to show that type of love to even forgive us through this,、um, and to not only like, you know, kind of realize like. Yeah, it sucks.、Uh, that sucks. But like, also, what kind of God that gives shows us this mercy that one day we get to be with Him? Yeah.、Um, and like, it, it, like it comes back to me. Like、I'll, I've said this a lot of times, but like, my sister, my favorite song is is like it's amazing love. It's like、mm. like what amazing love like my King would come and die for me.、Mm. Like no other like who would do that?、Mm. And so. God not answering prayer. I think you just gotta like. I think I'm not saying it's like testing your faith, but I'm saying like maybe you think here, but like, just be like. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't think this way, you're you're a sinner. You know, I'm saying like, try to have it think of it this way. Like, God didn't even like. God is allowing me to even talk. To、mm. God, He's、mm. even allowing me to even. Communicate with him. Yeah, after, with the, with the God done, of the universe, yeah, like you, everything I've done, wicked David. I'm allowed to even、know. talk to God. Yeah, and so, and then even having a life with Him one day,、mm. like what, what, a, what an incredible thing to think about.、Mm. And um, and it does suck. Like I've I've had experiences where like even with that, like like with relationships, I like pray God, like God, like oh, like she's the one. Like I thank you, God, for giving me this, and like then. Months happen, and like, then it end up not working. Like, God, why? Like, I I feel like I wasted my life with this, but um, I think it is more like, what what do you think of after he does answer your prayer? Like, what what are you gonna think? What what are you gonna、mm-hmm. do after? How、this? yeah? How are you how, gonna how take that? How does it affect、that? your faith? How does it?、Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying like, oh, like if he doesn't answer, immediately be happy. No, I think、mm. he expects us to be angry and be sad, like and don't, yeah, or disappointed. Yeah, and to cry out like、yeah. the psalmist do. And so I think I think it's more like if he doesn't answer your prayer, it is. I I want to really say test your faith, but like, are you going to continue praising God as much as if he did answer your prayer?、Mm. If he like if he answers your prayer, would you give him the same praise if he didn't answer your prayer?、Mm. I think that's what the end of it. I think the. It's not a because、uh, I, I I totally agree with what you say and it's、um, really cheap to only praise God when things go your way.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like you praise God, you give Him adoration because He is the best thing in all of reality and all of existence. Him, His substance is worthy of praise. You know what I mean? It's not like what He does. It's contingent upon like、yeah. how He treats me or. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's it's nothing like that. It's like there's nothing even close to what and who God is. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. It's just、um, the next life or or Jesus saving you on the cross. Like to me, what I'm struggling with is that these are just facts to me now.、Mm, you know? Yeah, they're not. And it's like yes, you can re.、Um, you can go back to them and kind of look look at it afresh, but it's like.、Uh, I guess I'm just trying to interact with a God who, who's saying He's there, you know. Because I I've always struggled with people are like, give it to God or feel God's presence. Like、mm. 
I can't physically get how do you yeah. how do you get it there? He's like, hey, here you are. And it's not like you stop worrying about it or whatever. You just try not to think about it. But then, you know, feeling God's presence, it's like, what is that supposed to, to even I don't know. And that's I guess what I really am bothered by is like disappoint me. That's fine, but don't be far from me. That's what I think yeah. I struggle with the most is because you could tell me all day about Jesus having died on the cross. I, I, I know that here, but on the day, let's say I, a loved one passes or mm. has, you know, someone I, I really care for has forsaken the faith. You know, it's like, um, that, like you need God, you need, you need to feel something from God. Like you need like some, yeah, I, like I, I don't even mean like emotional, but I just, I honestly don't know what I mean because I don't know if it would be physical. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, Honestly, I struggle a lot with like seeing, and this, I mean, you could say it in yourself first, you got to look at yourself, but just looking at the state of Christianity, mm. sometimes maybe I'm, I'm being too cynical, but it's just like, I, I just get upset because I feel like God doesn't care. Like if I don't make an issue of it, then is God ever going to make an issue of it? Mm. You know, it, it's just things like that things that I pray for like that and it's like not seeing any progress and knowing that I feel like other people before me have prayed for that and it mm -hmm. hasn't changed since then so it's just like like this is how I feel and I know it's wrong but I'm just being open with my feelings mm -hmm. it's just like I feel like I want to tell God like talk is cheap you know mm. like you could tell wow. me all you want about you know it's written I'm here, here with you through this. Yeah, and, it's yeah. just like you know. I don't even. It's not even like I just want to feel good because my my team lost. It's also like struggling with people that I, you know, I could talk about Rabbi Zacharias. I really mm -hmm. looked up to yeah. him and, and seeing, which you know that he's not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But just seeing how sinister he was, yeah, and it's just like it doesn't bode well for yourself. So like I'm not better than Rabbi Zacharias. But it's just also, it's just, I don't know. Mm. It's just a lot of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're praying, and you're being vulnerable. And then to be disappointed, it's like, sometimes I feel like it's too much. You know, it's, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to complain that you shouldn't, or you don't have the right. It's not, it's not about that. It's just like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm pouring out my heart and it still doesn't matter. Can't I just go about it with without ever having to pour my heart out again mm, just yeah let me just like would it me. would it be enough if i could only pray adoration and confession and thanksgiving mm -hmm. and then like if if i just prayed in those ways yeah then i wouldn't feel let down because like well i'm always kind of just trusting in god's providence and his his sovereignty his his goodness to bring about the world that is most in alignment with his will. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, and then I just try to act as a righteous agent right. in that world. But then it's like, nope, I, I told you to ask. Yeah. And, uh, and what's kind of frightening to me sometimes, and, um, you know, some of this has to do, I'm sure, with the fact that I've been listening more and more to this Anabaptist podcast. <laughs> and it's like the Anabaptists, they're big on holiness. You know, they're big on, like, actually forsaking sin and, and confessing sin to each other and, and making war on sin and trying to, um, not like legalism, like, gosh, that, 
That so frustrates me. Yeah. It's like people who, they see someone who really doesn't like their sin. They're really uncomfortable with their sin. And like there's there's almost like this stressed out nature that they have. It's like, man, I, I want to be free from this sin. And people are like, like, stop being such a legalist. It's like, no, I just I just love Jesus. And I, I really do yeah. want to be uh, walking in a manner that's pleasing to him. And then people, well, you can't please God. So like, what? well, dude, I get it. But like, how how is any of this... Uh, how is any of this helping me? Like, how yeah. is any of this helping me to to advance in holiness? Anyway, yeah. so I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm just exposing myself to more and more of these voices of people who really do take sin seriously. And then I think, you know, back to what you were talking about, I guess it was two weeks ago or whenever you went um, to Miguel's church, you said they were preaching out of James 5. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what does the verse say? Um, the exact... Like, what someone as, is sick. as good as you can get it. Well, it was like if someone is sick, call for the elders. No, 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 not that part. Uh, when it talks about Eli, Elijah uh, was okay. Elijah yeah. was a man with the same nature as our, ourselves, and uh, he prayed for three years. There was no rain. Prayed for three years, and then there was rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prayer of a, of a righteous man. Uh, is it effects much or something to that? Uh, it depends on the translation. Some of them say like it has great effect as okay. it is working. Yeah. Um, I really, I actually grew up with the King James, and I actually still like that translation for this verse. Um, not for everything, but it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay. And so it's like okay, you have a prayer that is fervent. It is. Uh, you could imagine like someone who's praying almost under duress, like someone who's who's praying in a stressed out type of state. Yeah. It's, and it's like they're, they're really fervently um, praying for what they need. It's effectual, just talking about the fact that it has a, an effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it avails much, so it brings about an effect. And then it's like, okay, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, if I, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Mm. And again, I'm not a legalist. I'm not saying like the ratio of how much of God's attention you have is directly proportionate to, you know, the amount of sin that you've clawed out of your life over the last year. Because like, you know, you're dependent on him even for that. And then, yeah. you know, that, that goes to another thing where it's like you pray to be free from sins that you find yourself still struggling with. <laughs> So you're like, okay, with that, that's another one that it's like, God, why would you not just say yes to this? It yeah. seems to, it's your moral will. Yeah. So why would your decretive will be that I continue to struggle with sin X, Y, or Z? Yeah. Um, anyway, but it does make me think like how much sin is in your life that you're just chill about? Like, you know, it doesn't even bother you anymore. Um and if I had to be honest, it's like, okay, I think it's less than it was a year ago. I think it's less than it was five years ago. But, man, if if I really, like, if, like, okay, if I found out that I had diabetes and I had to get really serious about my diet and it's like a life or death thing, I, I already know those things that I should be doing. But, man, I would get on it. And it's like, what if there was the same type of crisis where it's like, man, you're diagnosed with, like, I don't know, super sinfulness or whatever it's like dang i've really got to get serious about the eating habits and you know the the prayer habits or whatever that i've always known i should be doing i really need to take that more seriously like gosh i know that i could step up my game so much yeah and every day i don't Mm. and i advance little by little but there still is so much that's within my control that i could just cut out 
you know, and I heard somebody um, talking about smartphones and it's like, you know, Jesus says, if your eye offends you, plug it out. So do you think that it's too much that God would say like, look, if your smartphone leads you to sin or if your, you know, whatever it is, your video game console, whatever, you know, leads, if you find yourself sinning, get rid of it. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't think that would be too much for God to ask. Or I don't, I would not find that outside of the character of Jesus to say something like that. Yeah. So I, I do think that our comfort, our, our comfort level with sin and the, um, man, I might just want to say like the effect of our prayers are related in some way. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've, uh, thought about that. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously, it's not what you're, you're not saying like a. You've earned a certain level of. Uh, earned uh, a certain level of effectualness in your prayer because you're just more holy. But I like I do like so. It's really weird uh, because some of the things you brought up, like I prayed things, or like this this kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. Right. Like yeah. that whole thing that Jesus says. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, obviously we should strive for holiness. And I do agree with you. We probably don't do that enough. <laughs> really. And, you know, if, if it's, it's like, you know, and I've done this, but it's like, you know, maybe I don't have to throw out my gaming system. But if, like, I know that right now my anger is building and I'm not going to honor God with my speech or whatever. I've done it before where I just, I turn it off. It's like, why do I need that? Mm. It's so vain. It's so pointless. It's like so fleeting, you mm. know? Um, but maybe you you do need to get rid of things. Maybe I need to get rid of things. It's like one of those things that you, because <laughs> maybe you're afraid to take those steps. Um, but, you know, I also believe there's a, a righteousness that comes from faith, mm. you know? I'm um, even believing in God, but it's not always that. Mm. You know, so it's like, uh, man, yeah, I, I think the, the one of the frustrating unanswered prayers are the ones where you're like, I know that this offends you. Mm-hmm. I don't really want it. I don't even like that I even wanted it, you mm-hmm. know? So by all means, get rid of it. You won't see me, yeah. you know, argue with you there. And then you're still struggling with it. And it's like. Well, what am I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. I'm the one struggling. I'm the one that needs help. Like you're, yeah. you can't, obviously he's not counting on you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you are hopeless. Um, I don't know how, to, that's what I'm saying. Like you can look at this in many different ways. It might not just be like, you're not getting a car that you want or something or an outcome that you want. It might mm-hmm. be that you're trying to get to a level of holiness that you, it's, it just seems almost impossible. And you're like level seven. Yeah, like, level seven holiness. Types type two uh, to sinfulness or something. I don't know, um, but like trying to process that because it's like, is God not answering because He's just handing me over, mm. or is He not answering because His grace is enough? You know, as as you're saying that. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I think of like the times that I have really okay. This is shallow, but like to use the phrase, like, when I've really leveled up, when I've really, like, <laughs> you know, when I've felt like a, you know, you make this slow, steady progress, and then it's like, man, you just feel like you've been lifted onto another level. And um, those have been times when I've been serious about two things that are 
um, commanded. And yet, like, there are things that even even now in my life I don't find myself doing a lot, which is one, confessing your sin mm. to people yeah. that you're going to be, like, accountable with. And then two, fasting. And I have not really fasted, uh, you know, I... I feel like this is vain, but some of it has to do with like, oh, I have these workout goals and I don't want to lose weight and lose strength or whatever. Um, but or or even like with fasting, it's like, well, maybe I'll fast because of some stomach problem that I'm having. But for the purpose of pursuing holiness, like it's been years since I've fasted because I was wanting to pursue holiness. I've always been confused by fasting, though, because I'm not sure, again, what the point is. And does it have to be food? I think the point of fasting, um, uh, your pastor told me to use it, but fasting is like, again, you're going up to, like, you're saying, like, God, like, you are enough, pretty much saying, like, God, like, I don't need this, I just have, like, I'm hungry, I'm sorry, like, but I'm going to you, and praising mm-hmm. you, because you, also. I, I think of it as you're strengthening the muscle of self-denial, of being able to tell yourself no, and fasting is, like, it's one of those things especially the longer you go, like, you don't realize how much you think about food until you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not eating anything today or for this amount of days. And it's like you still find yourself standing up, going to the fridge, opening it, and then being like, wait, why the heck am I here? Like, I'm not eating today. Yeah. And then you go down and you, you know, you do some, like, 15 minutes later, you stand up, you go to the fridge, what the heck? Yeah. It's like your body is, you, you just realize how much of an incorporated, like, being you are like how much of a of flesh and blood like meat machine that you are and you're not this philosopher who has 100 percent control of the the vehicle that you're in like you are really tied to this thing that's called your body mm. and um so it acknowledges dependence and like i said i think it just strengthens the idea of self-denial because the way i've understood fasting was uh, more of like you're showing God how serious the prayers, because like, um, well, I mean, kind of honestly, I I think it's more like you're showing yourself how serious the prayer is. Yeah, like this is such a, a priority, like, and, and not not just a personal priority, but this is mm. so important that I will forego water and food. Mm. Like, if you take what what Mordecai tells, um, was it Esther and the servants yeah. or something? Like that? You know, it's, it's uh, that we'll forego this and we won't eat again until mm-hmm. God, you answer our prayers. Wow, yeah. Uh, so that's that's how I've kind of viewed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I've heard, obviously, the self-denial, which... I've is never so, done that. Where it's no. like, I will not eat until you grant me this yeah. request. And I'm scared wow. to do that. Yeah. Because he has not answered me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to die. It, oh, man, well, in the book of Acts, you remember those guys who were yes. like, we will not eat until Paul is dead. And it's like, they either broke that oath or yeah. they actually starved to death because he was alive for years after that. So, yeah. Um, going, going go back to what you said. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm speaking for myself, not speaking, but this is like just me personally. Um, like, stro- like, you seem like struggling with sin and stuff. Mm. Um, that, that's one thing I am kind of like scared of. I'm like, and maybe that's why I sometimes think to myself, like maybe God isn't answering my prayers. It's because mm-hmm. I'm still and knowingly mm-hmm. living in this sin. Mm-hmm. And like, how can, I, I'm not saying like 
uh, like God's not gonna listen to me, but like, why, like, even if I'm willingly knowing I'm living in this sin, why would God grant me something mm. that I'm asking for him for? Like, yeah, like I just like, in my perspective, that just doesn't make sense. It's like you're at you ask for money and then you're like spending the money that you've just been given on like. You know, lotto tickets. Yeah, and, like and it doesn't. Just, why would anyone? And it's like, hey, can I also get more money though? Yeah. So, but and, and I, I've I've been there, but what I uh, what I struggle with is like uh, thinking that if I don't, then God will. Yeah. Answer prayer, yeah. which is not so. Like I try to I try to separate those two things. Mm-hmm. Like yes, my sinfulness is there, but regardless, God is because I've also had prayers answered while I was knowingly sinning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like. I, I'm going to separate the two because whether God has answered my prayers or not, I still want to put mm-hmm. to death the sin because that's not, I'm not wanting to not sin because I want God to answer my prayers. I'm wanting not to sin because the being I that I'm in yeah. relationship with Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. the being you depend on and is the one who's going to love you the most. And he's the right. king of the whole universe. Yeah. Like he's yeah. your father. He's... You don't want his wrath. Yeah. You can't imagine his love. Yeah, and you can't live without life. Yeah. And so, like, so, and I think, like, what you say, like, what ever since you said this, it makes me like, so I thought this in my mind. It's like Christians are like a pot, like they're their own, um, like. Species. Oh, they're distinct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I think to myself, like, okay, well, I'm living in this sin. I know it's sinful. So I, I said, like, then, like, what's honestly, like, what's the difference between? I'm saying I'm a Christian. I'm, a, I do believe in God, but what's the difference of what I'm doing? And what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. The difference is that I know it's like it's sinfully wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like, I got like, well, like, is there like, I need, I need help with this. Like, I know it's wrong. I know it's like, it's um, sinful. But then I, I mentioned this to you, Travis. I was like, I think honestly, like the best way to like, in my opinion, the best way to like get constant, get over sin or just like something you're struggling with is Friendship. I think people, mm. you Christian mm-hmm. friends, are one of the best way to um, put support. Yeah, and I think that's really, really necessary for. Uh, I'm not speaking for anyone, but like at least for me, and just. And also, I think it comes to the struggle of like being kind of like ashamed to admit your sin to your friends. Mm. You know, yeah, that, that's a big start. I think just being like admitting to it, mm. even though like I know like um, no one's gonna shun me shun me or yeah. like treat me any differently but still like going up to admitting it yeah i think it's easier to admit sin to god because god's not he ain't telling nobody he's telling yeah nobody. he's not like and i'm not saying like my friends would tell anybody but it's like god you don't really hear god speaking you're not yeah he's not directly he, you're hearing his voice well so and I, like i said you know i've i've had seasons in my life where i've been very transparent about those things and i never experienced you know, shunning, I never experienced, um, you know, just like, oh man, well, if that's the case, like, you must not be a real Christian. I, ne- I never experienced any of that. And those were times in my life when I, like I said, I feel like I leveled up. Like, I feel like I, not like, oh, it became easier necessarily, but like, you just felt like, oh man, it's like, I'm a plumber. And I've never used a wrench. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I've been using hammers and screwdrivers. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's so much as a plumber that you need a wrench for. And like Christian community is, it's like tool numero 
well, I guess numero dos, like next to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit himself. It's like we're supposed to live in community. And I, I think it was either last week or the week before, you know, um, I feel like I almost got a hard time because I said, like, I surround myself with Christian community on purpose. Like I, on purpose, I have close, deep uh, friendships with people who are intensely theological and who love me and who love Jesus and who hate sin. And it's like, that's by design. You know, I do that because I feel like I don't stand a chance otherwise. Like if I'm just hanging around people who are casual about sin and who will like tell off color jokes to me and like they're comfortable, you know, doing that around me. I mean, you know, we kid around and there, there probably are, there certainly, I would say are times when we go places that we shouldn't, but like, man, I compare this to the, to some of the other circles that I've been in. And it's like, man, I feel nourished and I feel like so much stronger for having surrounded myself, you know, with, with believers and not just with people who call themselves believers, but with people that, like I said, I feel like a lot of the world might look at these people and call them legalists or say, oh, you're just taking that stuff too seriously. It's like, well, it's kind of life and death. You know, it's mm. not like how how could I possibly take this too seriously? Mm-hmm. You know, this is the most important thing there is. Yeah. I think one thing I really struggle with, it's like, okay, so God, like, help me with this, you know, with the sin and stuff, like, I need your help. But it's like, that's like, you got friends who will. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, God, no. Give me something else. Yeah, give, me, yeah. give me another scenario. Like, give me a different yeah. path. And yeah. I think that's what oh, I was feeling like. Yeah. God, like, oh, well, you have this. Well, then go do it. Like, I'm giving you. You yeah. have the opportunity You have to the do tools it. you need. It's like, well, could you well, give me other tools? Yeah, these are other tools. And we yeah. really easy on stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. What were you going to say? Um, well, I don't know if I have enough time here. Uh, well, so I'll, I'll try. Uh, no, it just reminded me of uh, something that Sproul had said, whereas like uh, people might think that God, when they go before God, um, he'll try to comfort them and be like, uh, you know, come now, you're being too hard on yourself. Yeah. Or that he'll be the opposite and he'll just be like, you know, get away from me. You know, you yeah. deserve Depart. Yeah, yeah, depart from me. Where the, the one of the most, uh, I guess, beautiful pictures that you can get a I think God I know where reacts. you're going to go. I've not heard this, but I, yeah. I hope you're going where I'm thinking. Well, it's Isaiah when he comes oh, before. No. The, <laughs> when he has the vision. Oh, Isaiah 6. And he says, yeah. woe is me. Because yeah. he understands his sinfulness. And God does not say, you know, it's okay. Like, come now, you're being too hard. Or he's not telling Isaiah to depart. But he tells the angel to get a hot mm. coal. Yeah. And to put it on his lips so that yeah. he would be healed. That's yeah. That's what's amazing about our God. Yeah. You know, it's like, yes. I know you're a man of unclean lips. And yeah. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. What do you think I was thinking of? Is it David? No. Okay. Well, Prodigal son. Well, yeah. I love that. Like, it's, I, it's a theme, I, right? I've wept, you know, so yeah. much just thinking about that story where it's like, you know, you have this guy who he told his dad, like, basically, I wish you were dead. Like, go ahead and give me the inheritance. I don't want to sit around here and wait for you to die. I wish you were dead already. Go ahead and give me the inheritance. And he goes out. He wastes it. And then, like, you know, then he's broke, and he goes, oh, man, I've, I've, you know, wasted all that. How many of my father's servants have read enough in despair, and I perish with hunger? It's like, I'll go up to him, and I'll tell And it's like, he doesn't get a chance to say any of that. Like, he's, he's just, like, walking, and the moment that he's, like, over the horizon, and his dad sees him, his dad runs to him and hugs him and kisses him and, like, uh, 
you know, the son starts to, oh, father, I'm, you know, I, and it's the dad's like, hey, servant, go, you know, get some shoes. Like, I'm going to put a ring on this guy, like kill the fatted calf. You know, my son was dead and he's alive again. Not like, not, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. But at the same time, not, uh, oh, you know, how could you have, it's, it's like, it's almost like he doesn't say anything. He just yeah. embraces you and kisses you and, yeah. and gives you the ring and the robe and the shoes and the calf. And then, you know, your brother gets all bent out of shape. Oh, yeah, your brother gets jealous. Yeah, the prodigy song, that's a really good one. My, I think the my, prodigy song. But I think my, like, I think the one, it's not a pair of one of my like, favorites of all time is Joseph. I, just, I don't know, that one, that one makes me, like, mm. sad, at least. Joseph in the Battle of Jericho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's what you see example after example, um, and you really start to understand God, is, like, I mean, you talk about Joseph, and I think you could talk about Job, it's just, like... David. David. All yeah. them going through the bad stuff. And, and going to God and be like, why, why have you done this to me? Like, mm. why are you out to get me? Right? And then God turning it around in some beautiful, uh, sometimes miraculous ways. Mm. And you, it quiets you because you're like, you, you, one, you realize you're not, you don't know a single thing. You're a little speck. Mm. And your context is just a speck. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, um, so you, you see the grander picture with God and he doesn't have to say anything because mm-hmm. you already know you're like oh gosh I learned through all this that you know more than I do you're not cruel you had a plan that I didn't I wasn't aware of and I didn't need to be aware of and um, if it wasn't for your kindness this whole time not only would I have perished but um I wouldn't even be in your midst, in mm. your midst, yeah. uh, because you could have just gone tired of me mm-hmm. and shooed me away. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of this talking about this is really good because I think what, I think it's what uh, even the, the scriptures do is like it has to remind us that despite disappointment, there is a purpose. Mm. I don't. I have not learned anything more as far as the mechanisms of prayer and how all that works mm-hmm. from the beginning of this podcast till now. But what I have and what I'm able to do is to dust myself off mm-hmm. and continue to seek that God. Because there is no other God yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. It's like Peter saying, like, well, where else are we going to go? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, You're the only one who has the words of life. Because it's like, this isn't fun, <laughs> Yeah. but anybody's ever told you that being a Christian's fun is, is just a freaking liar. Can I just say, like, I have, a, I have a huge pet peeve, which is when, especially pastors, when they say, almost along the lines of what you were saying about, uh, well, no one ever said, you know, the Christian life was going to be easy, or like, as a Christian, you know, there are going to be trials sometimes, it's like... That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. that's like uh, drinking poison and be like, well, no one ever said that if you drink poison, you're not going to die. Or, <laughs> you know, just like lighting yourself at home. Oh, well, no one ever said you're going to be cold and tired. It's like, well, yeah. you chose. I mean, you know, it, some people were sold a false, you know, just a, a rosy 
brand of Christianity where basically you're, you live the life you would have lived anyway and you go to church on Sundays. Yeah. And uh, it's like, no, you signed up for immense suffering. Like, you're dead. You know, that's what that's what God says is like, you're, you're, you've already died. Or Paul says, I've been crucified already with Christ. Yet, nevertheless, yeah. I live. But it's not the life that I now live is like Christ lives in me. So... Like, that is kind of a pet peeve when people go, well, you know, life isn't always easy. It's like, it's never easy. It's never yeah. going to be easy. Like, even even if things are chill, there's always, like, just below the surface, there's this existential dread and nihilism oh, yeah. and, like, questioning, like, man, is, honestly, like, questioning, is God even real? Is, yeah. is this whole Christianity thing, you know, a ruse or whatever? And it's like, well, how are you going to have the faith to get through times like that? Yeah. Well, God's going to have to give you the faith. Yeah. But uh, going back kind of to what you were saying earlier about, like, not knowing the reasons of God, there, there's a professor in my college, he would do a thing where, like, he, he drew a circle on the board. He's like, okay, so we're going to make a, a pie chart, and this circle represents all knowledge that there is, like, every single bit of knowledge that there is in the universe. It's like, okay, now you make a slice that is what you personally know. <laughs> and it's like, good luck making that thing thin enough, you know, to, yeah. to act. And then it's like, okay, now make a slice that is what all of mankind knows. Mm. It's like, well, still, it's, it's a it's razor tiny. thin, you know, slice of pie. It's like basically non-existent. And then it's like, we make these bold claims of like, God couldn't possibly have reasons for having done it. It's like, well, what if his reasons exist in the other 99.999 whatever percent of the pie and like you know you're I get it like we can make claims and we can make um, I don't want to say guesses because God has revealed himself to us in, in distinct ways but it's like one day we will have that perspective you know one day we will I won't say that we'll know obviously I don't think we'll know everything that God knows but like uh, that farther along song it's like we'll understand it all by and by mm. like we will and and we'll see like the omelet you know like the whole you gotta break some eggs if you're gonna make an omelet like we'll see the omelet and we'll be like absolutely this is worth it mm. you know absolutely what God was doing is was right the whole time and I was just like my view was so narrow mm. that I wasn't able to see but sometimes when I pray yeah it's like I don't need to know everything but just I mean, I don't know, because I'm like, it could only help. Like, not <laughs> not to just, like, know everything God knows or anything, but, like, if God can kind of reveal it to you in a way, like, this is what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, relax. I haven't been cruel to you. Uh, I'm a big God that's dealing with a big world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just to kind of hush you. I mean, because I think that's kind of... Yeah. Kind of. Not necessarily what he did with Job. He kind of was more like, I'm not going to talk to you about what I just did here with your whole family and everything, but... Let's talk about the animals. Check out this sea serpent over yeah. here. Like, it's like, you know, like, can you understand this? Did you give me wisdom? Were you even around to, to, to counsel yeah. me on that? As, Gird up your loins yeah. like a man, and I will demand an answer of you. Like, I, I, that's one of my favorite just things in the whole scripture, that phenomenon of, like, you know, all these chapters and chapters and chapters of his friends. Because, no, like, if you preach about Job, you, you preach from, like, chapters 1 two and then like 37 38 maybe like you just skip the whole middle part because you're like the the words of man of was eliphaz bilad and zophar like yeah and even elihu like there's some wisdom there but it's like the wisdom of man is 
Like, it's the dust of the scales compared to God. And then God shows up and he's like, you know, put your big boy pants on. Like, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you some questions and let's see how many of these you can answer. And he's like, you know, where were you when I stretched out the heavens? You know, when I told the, the sea it could only go this far. Like, you know, tell, tell me about the the breeding habits of ostriches and like, you know, just all, all this type of stuff. And then Job is like, oh, woe is me, I'm undone, like, you know, all, all this kind of stuff, like, okay, like, uncle, you know, mercy, just, yeah. I, and then God's like, no, I'm not done, and then, like, he unloads on him for a whole other chapter, Yeah. and uh, you just, I imagine Job, like, uh, with this sandblasted type of face, just, like, in shocked yeah. silence at the end, and he's like, man, okay, well, God has his reasons, I guess, or, or not I guess, but, like, huh, you know, I've, I've seen the uh, immensity of God and so I am willing to trust him with things that are beyond me and it's like 10 of his kids are dead and, you know? his, and yeah, still yeah, yeah. and his wife it's like my grandpa when he would preach on that he'd say like and his wife might as well have been like you know <laughs> you'd wish the kids would have lived the wife would have died because she's got well why don't you just curse God and die yeah. you know yeah she didn't help um, I remember a, a teacher that uh, I went to college with a uh, person. He wasn't there the whole time, but um, his daughter actually was in, I think, America's Got Talent. She was born deaf. Oh, are you talking about the girl that sings? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah they, they do have things. Oh, um, she, she, she actually in the same cloud, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know who you're talking Harvey about. Harvey. Yeah, I know who Weinstein. you're talking about. No, no, no. that's her last but name. I, I know she, who like, you're talking about, yes. She does something amazing. She'll take her shoes off so she can feel the vibrations and she'll know exactly <laughs> how. Wow. Yeah, um, but this was before all that happened, right? He was talking to me about how his daughter became deaf. Like, she became deaf. Mm -hmm. And she had a really promising career. In, in music and all that stuff and of course you don't have your ears mm -hmm. anymore so it and, and I think some other stuff happened right and he was just like because I was going through some stuff um, and he was like you know like I know how you know I can I can uh, relate to you mm -hmm. and I was I've been praying to God and, and there are times where I'm like God come in a whirlwind do something mm -hmm. you know just yeah. give me something don't just in your silence and, and yeah. that always stuck with me because like that's kind of a I don't want your silence yeah I want something, even it's if it's like, to tell me, like, shut up, like, something, right? Even if you, like, yelled at me for three and a half chapters, like yeah. you did to Joe or whatever. And so it's just amazing. Now, I'm not saying, like, that's the ultimate reason with everything that, that mm -hmm. happened, but, like, you see the success that his daughter still has, and, and I know he has a lot of joy from having helped his daughter mm -hmm. uh, with her career and stuff, and it's just like, uh, part of me wants to hope that a lot of things I have questions about, like, some are down the road. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is appropriate prayer, but I'm hoping somewhere down the road, things will start to click and make a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm. So just so I can have a peace and just move on. I'm really trying to move on, mm -hmm. but it's hard. But I'm also scared that that just may not happen. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, that's why I ask these questions, because it's like I'm trying mm -hmm. to get on this road. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like it could be just coincidence, but... When you go to three different churches and they're all talking about prayer and you yourself have prayed and it's just like scripture's coming back at you like, no, you got it wrong. Mm. You know, it's like I'm taking I'm taking that to account. It's like, man, I'm still struggling with some of the same things. And mm. I just I just hope so because I, I I want I'll praise him now, not knowing, mm. right? I'll praise him now in the darkness. But it will be such a blessing not to 
to know because I need to be given a reason. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, if you don't, like how to dare get, you? To see a little bit of the genius of God. To see the genius. And to exalt Him Absolutely. for that. Yeah. You know. You should no. come to CCC this Sunday. Do so. I don't. Speaking of that, so especially my friend um, Kyle. Um, we were talking about prayer and stuff, and we met. We had a conversation. With, I've had a conversation with him about prayer like maybe two years ago. Three. Um, and I was asking him like, what was, what what he thought about prayer. He kind of said the same things like, okay, what if you know? I wish God would talk to me and stuff. But then he came to a conclusion. And he said, like one thing he kind of wishes. He's kind of glad that God didn't, because uh, he said, one, I don't know how I would react. One, if like if God actually like, spoke to me, would I from now on expect God to talk to me from now on? And two, would I go back to Him? Like that's one thing he said. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like if God never speaks to me, guess what? I'm still going to keep going back to Him. But if he does speak to me and gives me some, I like knowledge of God, but give me some things, will I keep going down and bowing down to him and like, God, like, help me. Like, God, I need you. So he said, like, that's one, like he said, I, he doesn't think so, but he does say, like, yeah, that yeah. could happen. He's like, yeah. like, why? I said, I'm not going, I don't really want to take that chance. Or you just, I mean, to me, I'd also just freak out because it's like, there's again, there's something just knowing there's a deity out there that's everywhere at all times, but you hear him speak, and it's now scary. the reality becomes far more intimate. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, so anything I do, you're watching, mm-hmm. and I am f- terrified. But you already know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's kept from me, right? Yeah. So it's like, but for me, like I would be terrified, like the next move or yeah. the next thought I'd make is sinful and it's like crap. Mm-hmm. It's just like I know now in the morning. And too, like, you wouldn't yeah. get to be a cessationist anymore. <laughs> Oh wait, no, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I would, we should have another discussion about that because that's that's I mean, it's kind of similar, but not. But I mean, I, it it makes questions like these. I won't. I will not at all say easier to accept, but um, like you have a framework. Yeah. To, what what I would say is like you have a framework to uh, that catches a lot of your disappointment. It's like, well, I mean, what, you're disappointed that God isn't answering your prayers or isn't, like, you know, speaking to you or what? It's like, well, what did you expect? You know, he's, he's said, I'm not, I would not go so far as to say this, even though I am a cessationist, but it's like, he's said everything he has to say in his word. Right. And so it, it does, I feel like, keep you going back to his word in a way that other, like, I've, I've heard so many people talk about, like, their experiences and it's almost like you can't tell them anything biblical because they already have their mind made up about who God is based on their experiences. Or even right. like um, yeah. people that, it's like you, you almost wish you could be one of these people that they see God everywhere. It's like everything that happens to them was a answer to a prayer that they prayed you know, last week or whatever. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody recently who said something similar to that where it's like, um, you know, I was doing my morning devotions and, you know, came across the whole thing about like Jesus being the lion of Judah and, uh, you know, wanting to feel encouraged by the fact that like God is a lion. And then like, you know, the next day at church, like a girl came up to her and like gave her a, a colored in drawing of a lion. It's like because their lesson had something to do with the lion of Judah. So it's like they... Speaking, hey, of speaking of the lions. Speaking of speaking of liars. No, just kidding. Uh, um, yeah, so it's like to so her. Wait, wait, the girl did what? 
the girl gave her a colored in picture of a lion because I think okay. it like their Sunday school class or something they're they were talking about the Lion of Judah, and so that was their coloring page. And then, like, the girl gave that to her. It might have been, like, her granddaughter gave it, gave that to her later. And it's, like, to her, that filled her with the knowledge of the presence of God. And, and, yeah. uh, and it's, like, man, yeah. I feel like if that was me, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's I, about I all I would get out of it. I, I and here's a person who's deeply moved. I've been there where I've, I've been uh, deeply moved, but... Um, it's like that. That's why I struggle with it. Is that coincidence, or is that was that from God? Yeah. But either ways, like like I said, like even with the prayer thing, like it could have been a coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm just three different churches. They're Do all, you believe in coincidences? I I don't know how to even process how all that works. What I do know is that God is sovereign, and I am a man. I'm not God, so I cannot even contemplate or like fathom his sovereignty the way it really works I can't because I'm nowhere near the type of being that could I don't think angels can I think they have a better vantage point but uh, it's like anyway what I was going to say is like uh, it could have been a coincidence with those the things or whatever but at the end of the day I'm really thinking about this stuff because of what the scripture says Mm. you know like okay you know the You've got some providence right there. <laughs> I'm really feeling the presence yeah. of God because someone brought the elements, well, one of the elements. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that that's it's 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 far better because yeah, you get a picture of a lion, mm-hmm. or you can get a story that's uh, really drawn out and explained to some extent. Where, where God is actually speaking, I think you get more edification from that, you know? Mm. So, like, anyways, just to say all that, it's like, I am, I say that a lot of my theology overlaps with cessationism. Um, the all only the consistent parts. The consistent parts. Uh, the things that, I just think I go further in my cessationism than a lot of other cessationists do. No. And I always have an open door policy. One thing I found like really interesting is when people who leave the faith because God didn't answer a prayer. Mm. It's like, because like, I think most of the cases it's losing a loved one. Mm. And it's like, like, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say like losing a loved one is like, oh no, it's, what, what are you thinking? No, I think it is, it's a terrible thing. But and I bet it takes it takes months and months to get kind of like get over it, and even then you're not still not over it. But one thing kind of just makes me like sad when people do lose their faith. It's like that's even like I feel like that's even more sad. And like you just will will like how strong was your faith? Well, like, and I, I also think I'm it's, not trying to downgrade it at all. But I also think it's kind of I don't know what the word is that I'm searching for, but I, it's like a, a religion that revolves around you because it's like what you were willing to worship this God, you know, two weeks ago when millions of other people have lost their dads or children or, or, you know, siblings or, you know, best friends or whatever. And it's like, but now that it's happened to you, like all of a sudden, like, Oh, uh, you know, how could a loving God do this to me? Like I was fine with him doing it to millions of other people, but like now that it affects me, 
I care. Yeah. Like, well, it. I think for some people it's it's that, but maybe they're like, I'm not. There's no difference. It seems in my life than anybody else, and I'm I'm worshiping this God. So where does the difference come in? Mm. You know, like we we're just talking about. Like, where's the difference coming with prayer? And it's like, I think it's just unrealistic. And it's unfortunate because it's like maybe they just didn't have the right bedrock, you know, the right foundation. Because it's like we all know our loved ones are going to die. We all know that um, people are going to suffer. There's going to be loss. Um, so to expect that God, even if he keeps your loved one from dying at that time, they're still going to end up dying. You know, right. so he's gonna eventually not answer that prayer, and it's just like how, like how are you, how are you processing? I think it's it's just a lot of emotion. Right. Also, like what kind of gets me thinking too is like, um, I don't want to lose my faith in this, but like, all the I, I'm saying that oh, obviously there would be some people like, would you really? die as a model would you really die if someone said like say there's no other god or I'll shoot you mm. and I know it's like a very different thing like at that saying that you would do it then that actually happening you know those things yeah I, I I've heard uh, someone whose theology I don't much care for but he actually writes really compelling stuff um, or it was compelling when I was in high school Donald Miller Blue Like Jazz and he says he thinks that that's actually the easier, like, he, he's yeah. like, it would actually be easier if someone would come up to me and say, like, either renounce Jesus or, like, I'll shoot you in the head. And like, no, I would never renounce Jesus. And then they just shoot you. And it's like, okay, you're remembered favorably by the community of faith forever. Um, like, you, you don't have to suffer through this life anymore. You don't have to, you know, wonder about... Um, you know why it is that bad things happen and all it's like you're you're just in the presence of God it's like that's almost I hate to say it's the easy way out especially you know when you consider that a lot of martyrs weren't just shot they were like tortured to death Um, but yeah like I I have thought about that sometimes like I, I think I would take that bullet yeah but now if you if you imagine like you're locked up in a cell and people say, like, look, you're not getting any food or any water. Bless you. Uh, you're not getting any food or any water. But, like, as soon as you say, I renounce my Christianity, we will unlock this door and let you out. And it's like, you're in there for days. And I would say, like, not only you, but, like, your family, too. Yeah. 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 So. It, it's hard to go <clears throat> each and every day and fight the good fight and continuously lose. And keep going. That's that is hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how any of them did the kind of torment. I, I, I don't remember what the guy's name was. There's actually a couple. I think they were Anabaptists, and the wife ended up being drowned. Mm. But the husband was taken to the center of the city, had his tongue ripped out. Oh, then he was um, with hot tongues, had his flesh torn, and then he was burned at the stake. By Catholics or Protestants? Uh, Catholics, I think. 
Isn't that like a, such a garbage thing to have to ask? I know. Is like, was this our team or the other team? <laughs> yeah. Which, not to say that I'm on the, you know, particularly on the Protestant team. Yeah. But he said he would give a sign to everybody that he still kept his faith. And mm-hmm. he ended up doing that on the, on the stake. I, forgot, I don't know what he did. And what's crazy is like, these people weren't burned for like not renouncing that Jesus was Lord. Like I was uh, listening in that podcast and they talked about a, uh, Anabaptist whose name was John Welch. And, um, he was in England, but he wouldn't like acknowledge the King as the head of state. And so the King put him in prison and actually put him in prison in France. And, uh, so he just learned French and started like (laughs) teaching the French prisoners to renounce Catholicism. <laughs> and uh, the, so the king, or probably one of his emissaries, like talked to his wife, who was still in England, and was like, look, you know, does your husband not want to come home? Like, you know, he, all he'd have to do is like, you know, recant of his heresy of not thinking that the king of England is the head of the church. And, you know, we would we'd let him free and he could come back to you. And his wife goes, I, I would rather you like mail me his head than for him to to say that and it's like this is not like these people weren't killed for you know not renouncing their faith in jesus but it's like who's the head of the church is it the mm-hmm. you know the king of england or like their views on baptism mm-hmm. right like john bunyan he was wasn't he thrown in jail because he did not believe in infant baptism in the mm-hmm. anglican church i don't remember how he died or like why he died like i remember he, how he died. yeah he got out of jail right how did he die no he was he was executed really uh, i think he was burned did he go to jail like a second time? Because I, I he did he was freed from jail. It says he got once. ill. He died by being ill. He died by ill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in it. so there was one of my students. Who am I thinking? Because uh, I thought it was John, but he wrote Pilgrim Progress, yeah. right? There was one of my students, not in my class. This was in uh, a, a different class, an American history class that she had to take. Um, but she was required to give like it's like everybody had a pop. Um, not a pop quiz, but like almost a pop oral presentation, and they had to just say like a few, like two, three minutes worth of stuff about someone. And uh, hers was JFK. <laughs> like, so he was asking questions about this and, and was like, How did he die? And she said, Sickness. <laughs> like, she just kind of paused. It's like, How do you not know? Spent he died 12, by ill. He spent 12 years in jail, and he died in the prison. He yeah. died eight. 59 after falling ill on a journey to London. But he was still imprisoned? He was on a prison journey. Yeah, prison journey. Well, after he, he, after he left prison. He after left? Pre- after he was he, released? He released after 12 years. Yeah. Maybe it was just a story of him being a prisoner. Because I thought I remember a story of, I don't know if it was him or someone, and he was being carted away, like in this prison cart thing, jail cart, mm. from his wife and daughter at least or children I don't know if he saw them again mm. dude 12 years in prison oh my god yeah 12 years apart from your wife and daughter Heck. and like you know they were also like your wife is probably I don't know all the distinctives but like she's probably a social outcast mm. because her husband is like not a Christian by a lot of their views because he's a crazy like Baptist instead of being a um an Anglican, so yeah, that's church history is like full of interesting things like that, and you're like, man, those are my brothers. 
Like, that's how my brothers behave. That's how my brothers and sisters act when faced with that sort of thing. And so I would hope that, you know, in the moment, God would grant me the faith to be able to take, you know, being burned at the stake or starved or something like that. Man, being burned at the stake. Man, well, burned at the stake, probably, I think it only takes like a minute. Right? I mean, so it's probably, like, it's probably like 60 seconds of extreme discomfort. Oh. It's a long time, but it, honestly, I'm not going to turn it into this type of podcast, but if you had to choose burned at the stake or starved to death, which would you choose? Bullet? <laughs> it's not one of them. I'd probably choose burned at the stake. Yeah, I mean, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but at some point, it'll burn through the skin yeah, and through your nerves. Yeah, third degree burns, so you're not feeling it anymore. But that happens in different parts on different... It yeah. happens at different rates around your body. Okay, so just want to think this through. And you're going to oh, feel boy. your junk getting burned. <laughs> yeah. Maybe starvation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe God will be gracious to you as he apparently was to some of the martyrs where they didn't feel the things like that that were happening. To yeah, them. the one guy who was kind of bathing in the flames. You yeah. remember? Or uh, like John, who was immersed in boiling oil and mm. just nothing happened to him. It's so weird. That is weird. I wonder if... I yeah, they, that. People who would do that would die. I wonder if God... Listen, there is a story really of a, someone... I think it was a Protestant um, person who was in a prison in the Catholic Church. And they put the key to his cell like at the bottom of a cauldron of boiling water. And they told him if he could get it out, that he could free himself. And he just reached in and got it and unlocked it and just left. And, like, he wasn't affected at all by it. Which is... Is it true, you think? I don't know. I have... You know, some of this stuff is kind of... Legend. Uh, yeah, it's like, you never, you never know how big the fish was when it got caught. And yeah. how much it's gotten larger with the telling. But I will say, like, um, one more thing about... You know, you were telling stories and... Uh, or just mentioning stories in the Bible... This can sound sacrilegious, it's not meant to be. But, like, stories in the Bible that are just great examples of, like, God's kindness and how he relates to his children. And we talk about uh, the story of Joseph and the, the prodigal son and everything. And it's like, oh, man. I, I might not be able to talk about this. Have you guys watched uh, Raya and the Last Dragon? No. This, this is the second time I've heard this. It is... It might wind up being one of my favorite Disney movies because it has this theme of just like, I mean, so you, yeah, like, if you've seen it, it's got this theme of, like, redemption of someone who did not deserve redemption and, like, I just feel like it's very gospel-y in that way. Is that what you so, mean by sacrilegious? That I'm comparing that to, like, the story uh, of the prodigal son. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that... Seeing that, I mean, with all the other things that we could say about prayer or about, like, whether or not we feel like our prayers are answered, like, we get to be called the sons of God. And what what could I, what would I trade that for? You know, like, would I trade that for France beating Switzerland? Or would I, would I trade that for, okay, that one's obviously, it's like, would I... Would I trade that for my wife uh, not having, you know, chronic illness anymore? Or would I trade that for anything? It's like, no, no. absolutely nothing that I would 
um, give that up for it, to to be called a son of God and like not not only like oh well, I don't have to go to hell like I'm freed from his wrath but it's like I get to be with him forever and like he loves me he cares he actually cares about me you know the guy who like designed DNA is also like intensely interested in my day-to-day decisions and like watching me glorify him in my actions so indescribable what's that it's indescribable yeah yes wish you felt closer well i mean like i said there there are there are things that we know um that we can and and should do like tools that we don't utilize and so i mean maybe those are things that we can be just more cognizant about going forward you know it's like you you can't change how you felt in the past but you can change the your capacity to be transparent with people in the you know in the present and in the future your you know maybe not your ideas but like your practices of whether you're willing to fast you know yeah so there's, there's definitely things you can do um Aside, I mean, to kind of accompany prayer, they'll help enrich your life in a Christian setting. Um, we just got to suffer through this life. Yeah. yeah. Right, Sam? You got to suffer through this life? No? <laughs> You're being <laughs> silent. What is this, your impersonation of Silent Bob? Yeah, he's, he doesn't want to be disruptive. No. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So I hope that's encouraging. I know it is for me. And like, I mean, it's like you guys had said, this is not necessarily the conversation that we anticipated having, you know, when we started talking about disappointment and prayer and um, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's it's the one that edified us. And yeah. so, yeah. Neat. Till next time. What do you guys believe about aliens? Oh, kind of look like David. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Of all of us here, if they looked like any of us, it would probably be him. He's the most advanced. Neat. <laughs> all right. Well. Only has hair. Uh, yeah. I love you guys. Catch you later.